Hello and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host, Ben Niven. Ho, 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 boys. I'm Jacob Russo. And today we're going to be looking at the Chris, a special, very special Christmas movie, one that is near and dear to our hearts, Violent Night. <laughs> Is it near and dear to our hearts? I've only watched it <laughs> this once. It is now. Okay. Because <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Oh, right. <laughs> this is so good. This is this is going into the Christmas rotation. This is going up there with Elf and Christmas Muppets Christmas Carol. This is happening. I fucking love this shit. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. Yeah, Violent Night from 2022. This is probably the most recent movie we've done on this show. I mean... I think so. <laughs> Hellraiser was also 2022. Yeah. Yeah. It came out earlier that it came out earlier in the year than it did, so technically this is the most recent one. But yeah, we do modern movies <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I like this movie. It's, it's interesting. But yeah, what what have you been up to, Ben? I have been. Uh, I've just finished. As of recording, I've just finished a run of Panto. Nice. Uh, which went very well. Well, and it was a hell of a lot of fun. It's just so good to get back on stage again. Uh, after all the years it's been I think the last time we done Panto was in 2019 so to get back up again and really enjoy that and interact with the audience was fucking phenomenal so yeah thoroughly enjoyed every moment of that uh, what about yourself what have you been up to I, I fucked off down to London for a bit well Reading but but you know you spent some time in London as well yeah yeah it was good so, yeah you, you fucked off to Reading and then fucked off from Reading to London <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I uh, went down, uh, caught up with a friend of mine, and then uh, we got very drunk. So, you know, <laughs> went axe throwing. I remember the message you sent. You just went, oh no, I'm not young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel the consequences of my actions. <laughs> Absolutely. But I uh, went axe throwing, and that was fun. It was, it, there was a weird thing about the axe throwing, right? Go yeah, on. You have to sign a waiver to get in, which is fine. You know? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. You're dealing like, with, you know, dangerous objects. You have to sign a waiver saying that you are, you know, that you're not drunk when you walk in. But, you know, you can get drunk when you're there. They will serve you booze. Doesn't matter. And then when I... I do, I do feel like there's a certain point where they would just not let you throw axes, though. Probably, but like... like they would, I think I feel like they're keeping an eye on that shit because although you've signed a waiver, the last thing they're wanting is someone leaving there with half an arm, right? <laughs> but I did go up to the bar and I was like, oh, can I just get a, a double... You know, I was drinking whiskey, so I was like, yeah, can I just get a double whiskey and ice? And they were like, uh, are you still throwing the axe? And I was like, yeah. And I was like... We won't give you it neat, we'll just mix it with some coke. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> fine, I'm still drinking it. It's still the same <laughs> alcohol content, though. <laughs> I don't think that. So, I don't think that really affects how pissed you get. I don't know, but it, it was... What the fuck? It was good. <laughs> I liked That's X-Wing. a weird one. I, I, liked, I don't know about that. I don't know, I liked x It was a good place. It was a good place. Uh, I filmed something when I was down there. Um, that you did, yes, so yourself. And, I don't yeah. know when that's going to appear, but uh, it might appear after the new year. I don't know. It's not me that's editing it, so you know, we'll see. Count your lucky stars, motherfucker! Editing is a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's twice you've managed to dodge an editing job now. First for this show, and then again for your own shit. <laughs> well, I didn't write it either, so you know. That doesn't help matters, you wee dick. <laughs> and we, now we filmed it in public as well, so that was an interesting experience. Oh yeah, that's always fun. In a pub. So. Oh god damn it! 
<laughs> but I had, I had a good time down in England. But uh, coming back, yeah, that was horrible. Um, I was very hungover, and I oh, man, hungover and traveling—that's a combination that never goes well together. I think, I, yeah, I remember phoning you from like fucking Stafford or something. Just being like, oh yeah, where the fuck am I? <laughs> you, you were in Stafford, just hanging out your fart. It was, it was hilarious. Oh, oh, fucking England. Oh fucking hell! What a place! Mm. What a beautiful place! Well, <laughs> yeah, some of it's fine, yeah, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, like you said, this is uh this is our Christmas special. This is the first of our two holiday specials. Yes, we'll have uh, a New Year special coming out on the first of January as well. Well, we might as well just let you know what that is. Which is going to be good. We are going to be covering New Year's Evil. Fuck yeah! I, actually, I say that, but uh, it it's, could it's be awful. <laughs> We've neither of us have watched it yet. I don't want to hype it up and be like, this is going to be the shit, and then it's just an episode of us being miserable bastards for an hour and a half like this. Mm. <laughs> Potentially longer if it ends up like the Blade episode, which took forever to get <laughs> to get right. But yeah. Yeah, I remember your pain. <laughs> you remember my pain, motherfucker! <laughs> you remember being told about it. You weren't there, man. You weren't fucking there. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, well. Turned into a fucking grizzled veteran of Pro Tools. True. <laughs> but because it's Christmas, I got you a little something something. And I got you a little something as well. Should we, what, should we fucking flip a coin to see who goes first or what? Like, well, I've already got mine in my hand. So okay, <laughs> right. So like, what what did you get me, you you gruesome bastard? I don't know. Like, for you want you. me to open it, fuck's sake? Yeah, it's like, for okay. you to find out. I'm, I'm already scared. This is going to be... Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no! Yeah. This isn't what I fucking think it is, is it? Yes. <laughs> what, tell the, tell the... Tell I fucking the love you, right, but you're a cunt. <laughs> tell the people what you got. I got a pair of lovely, uh, very well-made whiskey glasses that are decorated with the Celtic Football Club crest from their 2022-2023 season in which they were back-to-back champions. <laughs> Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> you little proddy cunt. And there's two glasses in there as well, so it's like back to back. <laughs> I love them and I'm keeping them right because they're hilarious, but also fuck you. <laughs> oh my god, those are lovely though. I kind of. From the official Celtic store. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You even gave the cunts money. Oh, you prick. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> oh, I love them though. They're so nice. <laughs> oh my god, they're actually really nice. I love. I like them a lot. <laughs> so when you oh. drink out of them, I uh, want you to remember who the back-to-back champions from. What was that? Twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Oh my god. Right. I've. Well, you can. You can open your gift now. Hell yeah. Which is which is somewhat un- unceremoniously wrapped in a CEX bag. I, I, I got you a lovely hoodie. Oh, you prick. <laughs> I thought, I, t- I tried to think of something that was like quintessentially you, you know? Uh, yeah, so you got me a hoodie of the enemy of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I say enemy. Tell, the pe- tell the people what I got you. Yeah. I say enemy, he doesn't know we exist. But yeah. No. <laughs> I now have a, a dead meat hoodie once again from the official dead meat store as well that's not but you gave james agent his money i did yeah 
It's not to say that Specifically we... I gave Rooster Teeth money Which which feels worse somehow Is he Rooster Teeth? Yeah Or his store has run through Rooster Teeth at least oh, yeah. well, Thank you very much <laughs> Yeah So I got you a dead meat yeah. It's just going to be a tradition now Where we get each other shit gifts <laughs> I kind of want this to be a tradition <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ Oh my god! It was either that, or it was right. I was I was stuck between that and a Blu-ray copy of Ghosts of Mars, and uh, I feel like I landed on the winner <laughs> with the hoodie. So, uh, for those who don't know Jacob personally, right, which is to say, like the vast majority of our listener base, uh, I think I've seen you, like in my like outside of school, I think I've seen you twice where you weren't wearing a hoodie. Uh, maybe three times max I used to wear a leather jacket quite a lot yeah but there was always a hoodie under it oh well I suppose yeah Yeah, so like (laughs) you have a shit ton of hoodies my guy either that or you have like two or three hoodies that you just constantly wear I don't know what it is either (laughs) or I don't care you've got a dead meat hoodie now yes yes. and I've got fucking Celtic whiskey glasses you cunt I don't uh, hate I don't hate James A. Janice as a person. I just No, you don't. It's just it's an inside joke, really, <laughs> that we're just like yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's an inside joke dating back to the second episode we ever recorded for this podcast. Mm. Which was Hellraiser. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. So I thought, you know what, what better to celebrate our first kind of year of doing this, so to speak? Because we did our first ever recording of this, we recorded it in what was it, February? Kind of March time? No, uh, Hellraiser was... Oh, was November, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, it's also, we have been doing recording these for a year. They released in February of the following year on Spotify. Something like that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've, fucking, we've been doing this, recording it, for over a year now. Hell yeah. I thought, you know what, let's mark it with a Christmas present that's linked to that. <laughs> and you just went full-blown asshole for mine. <laughs> yeah, I showed it to uh, somebody on our Discord, and they were... Uh, you're trolling him for his Christmas? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I fucking love you, man. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I should have got you the Celtic whiskey to go with it, but, you know. <laughs> I might actually, to be honest, I'm genuinely tempted to buy that myself, because from what I hear, it is actually fairly nice. <laughs> so I might genuinely get I kind of want to get the Rangers and Celtic one, put them in the same cupboard and just see what happens. <laughs> They're probably the same whiskey. They probably are, yeah, just a different <laughs> label. <laughs> Yeah, do Partick Thistle do one? It's just fucking White Mackay. <laughs> do Partick Thistle do one? Oh, that would be funny as fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, Jacob. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> uh. I was genuinely, I was debating getting you something nice for the longest time as well. And it was you that put me off it. You just went, no, nah, I, I, I went down the aisle. What was it you said to me? It was, I said I was like I wanted to get you because I told you about I was thinking of getting you go to Mars and I was like I thought better of it because I didn't want to be a dick and you replied to me was like oh no you should have got me it man my present for you is an absolute asshole manoeuvre <laughs> like, I've been a right cunt to you man yeah, well, yeah. I can't remember your exact words but that was the gist I've <laughs> uh, just been a cunt but, yeah, but, yeah. but anyways Violent Night. Yeah, let's get into it, shall we? So, uh, released in 2022, yep, uh, starring David Harbour and yeah, directed yeah. by... It's by, well, here's the, the ship for you. It's directed by Tommy... I don't, I'm not actually sure how he pronounces he's Norwegian, so it's either Verkola or Verkola. I don't know. 
but he's the guy that uh, directed both the Dead Snow movies. Yes. And uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter. Witch Hunters, if you remember that shit. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Fucking shite. But, it was, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, Dead Snow movies are okay, though. Yeah, but, uh, they're, they're good B-movies, I think. You know, like, they're just kind of... Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. They're good popcorn he's a, films. He, this guy's an ideas guy. He's He comes up with some wacky shit. He didn't write this, though, so I don't know if he actually came up with the idea or if he was just hired, but uh, he, he's a wacky guy. <laughs> but uh, written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller, who are probably most famous now for basically writing uh, both and soon-to-be third Sonic the Hedgehog's movies. Oh, fuck yeah! Hell yeah. I knew there was a reason I enjoyed this. And uh, But everything makes sense when you figure out, when you find out who produced this. This was produced by a guy called David Leach. Wait who, a fucking minute. Who is the of director. Of John Wick theme, fame. Yeah, he produced all the John Wick movies, but he also co-directed the first one. But he also yes. directed Atomic Blonde. Yeah, and he's Deadpool 2. And to my knowledge, he made his start as a stunt coordinator. Yeah, he's a stunt guy. Uh, he met Keanu Reeves initially on the Matrix films and then went on and kind of kept him in mind and eventually when he came to do John Wick it was like there's only one guy I had in mind for the role so he got Keanu Reeves that role yeah so he, he also did, he also directed Atomic Blonde Deadpool 2 uh, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw and uh, Hobbs and Shaw was, I've not seen it but I've, okay. I've heard a lot of good okay. things and uh, he also directed Bullet Train but as I said he fucking loved Bullet he's Train also the, he's the producer of this he produced every John Wick movie and uh, one that you know was very good as well Nobody Oh, how fucking good was nobody? Nobody was great. I meant to say at the start, I finally got around to watching that recently. It was fucking good. Holy fuck, man! Love but, that. Uh, there's there's one thing that uh, that Leach does well when he's whenever he's overseeing films, right? He does messy fight scenes really fucking well. Hell yeah! And it's something that we'll get more into it when we get into the actual film itself. But it's something I kind of miss from a lot of movies these days. Is Ooh. the kind of the idea of the messy fight scene. You know, where yeah, like. Everything's either really too clean or. One way you don't. Not get necessarily them. too clean, but I, I like seeing the hero actually take a couple of fucking hits and seeing, like, like damage shit around them. Yeah, like, not everybody's a big old kung fu expert. Exactly, you know, yeah. Shit, like, don't get me wrong, know? there's a space for that. Like, those mm. kind of movies, like, especially, you know, we're covering Marvel as well at the moment. We'll get into that. The MCU is filled with those types of fight scenes where it's just an absolute fucking domination of a scene. <laughs> like and those those can be really fun to watch. I mean, take John Wick as an example of that. Watching him just go to town on these cunts is great, but there's something just so much more satisfying about fight scenes like this. Like uh, another great example is Happy. Uh, the TV yeah, show has yeah. a lot of fight scenes like that where you know people are using like. You know, it's like improvised weaponry. They're grabbing whatever they can have to hand. There's like a lot of grappling involved. It's none of this like, you know, big bombastic flips and kicks and Superman punches and all that shit. Mm -hmm. It's just this kind of more grounded kind of fight scene, which I, I really love. I love seeing it. I don't it. really think we can call this grounded fight scenes because it's fucking Santa Claus, but you know. but Ironically budget. though, more grounded than <laughs> some of the shit that's been coming out recently. Well, I suppose. Budget. What do you think the budget was? Uh, for this, I mean, James Leach isn't wanting for money, but David it's, Leach. David Leach, sorry, isn't wanting for money. Uh, having produced this, he's definitely got enough to kind of put towards it. And the special effects were quite good, with the exception of some digital blood effects here and there, which I'm of the opinion that digital liquids almost never look good, whether it's blood or water. It's very hard to make mm. digitised liquid look good. Yes, but what do you Especially, think was? Oh, fucking hell, I don't know. I'll say a cool 50 mil. 20. Oh, shit. This is a low-budget affair. <laughs> uh, box office. 
box office, I don't think it done that well. I think it made its money back. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to say, what was it, it was 20 mil it cost to me? I'm, you know what, I'll, st- I'll stick with what I thought the budget was. I'll say it made 50. 76.6 million. Okay, To be bad. fair, it did come out uh, around the same time as fucking Wakanda Forever, so that kind of... That killed a lot of interest in it because <laughs> yeah. it was up against a major MCU picture. Hell yeah. And uh, IMDb, out of 10. Uh, I say just shy of seven, maybe like a six point nine. Six point seven, mother. <laughs> and uh, the Rotten Tomatoes critic score percentage over hundred. Uh, wait, critic score this time. Yeah, critic score. Uh, critics fucking love David Leach. I'll say eighty percent. Seventy three. Oh, okay. And the audience score finally. I'd say some lot of the critics about seventy three. Eighty eight. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's got good reviews around the board. Uh, the only the major complaints I've seen about this, and I kind of agree with, it's too fucking long. <laughs> yeah, there's there are multiple scenes throughout the movie that either drag on a little bit or just like there's a quite a few points where it just kills the pace. Yeah, this movie stone dead, just under two hours. It doesn't need to be. <laughs> it doesn't need. This could be a cool hour and a half, easy. This could be a solid ninety minute film. Yeah, but yeah. instead it kind of dicks about a little bit. It has. I don't know, like, this is something that you mentioned earlier. This is a common uh, criticism uh, of this director's work, that uh, it does tend to kind of linger mm. where he perhaps shouldn't. Yeah, he's an ideas guy. He has good ideas. Z- Nazi zombies for dead snow, fucking Hansel and Gretel hunting witches and shit. But, you know, you need to fill that. I mean, it's entertaining ideas, but you need to make the actual films themselves entertaining, which he does in this for the most part, but... It needs uh, just a little bit more of uh, fine-tuning. Yeah, like like I said, like a better editor to this film, I think. Or if not even necessarily a better editor, a more ruthless editor, should we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely, I would say, required uh, for a film like this, is there are a few points where it just, as we say, just it kills the pace stone dead, and you're just set there, sat there waiting for the next kind of big bit, you know, the next big set piece, or the next, you know, good, funny joke, or something like that, you know? It's like... yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, let's get into it. Let's. Uh... Yes, so the film opens to some very cheery Christmas music. Uh, have a holly jolly Christmas. That number. Oh, fucking hate it. I love it. At <laughs> uh, it's Christmas Eve at Wee Johnny's Bar in Bristol. This is not Bristol. It is not fucking <laughs> Bristol. This is very clearly like Montreal or some shit. I don't know. It's, it's it's, like... uh, I think it's Winnipeg. Winnipeg, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't Bristol, mate. Uh, we see a man <laughs> clad in Santa gear sitting alone at the bar. Uh, drinking away his sorrows. Now, I will say this, right? He's our main character for this film, played by David Harbour. I don't know how, what this says about David Harbour himself, but he plays a washed-up drunk like no one else, man. That guy plays... That guy plays a depressed alcoholic fucking perfectly. Well, you know, they say, play what you know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's why so I, don't, I don't know anything about his life. I don't want to make assumptions, but... By God, the man's good at what he does. Well, I do know a little bit about his life right now. He's apparently. I know just... that he's. I know that he's with Lily Allen. Not anymore. Oh, they fuck. just They just separated, so he probably is a fucking drunk right now. Oh no, <laughs> that's a wee shame. Yeah. I. I told, or maybe it's um... not a shame. Maybe maybe you know it was an amicable split. We don't know. Uh, so there is quite a good joke during this scene as he drinks up. As he orders another drink, like the bartender asks him, "You're not driving, are you?" To which he replies, I steer a little, but the reindeer do most of the work. Mm. 
Yeah. Pretty decent joke. Uh, another Santa sits at the bar and begins talking to our lonely protagonist, uh, who laments over the greed that has taken over the holidays, uh, stating that kids simply are just waiting for the next cool thing. Uh, they no longer have any appreciation for the magic or wonder of the holidays. And he wonders aloud if this will be his last Christmas, before leaving a present at the bar for the bartender's grandson, and then leaving. The bartender wonders how the fuck he knew her grandson's name, or how he even knew she had a grandson to begin with. <laughs> she then notices watching the, me. Yeah, when I'm sleeping. Uh, <laughs> she then notices the door he left from leads directly to the roof. She chases him up, but no one's there. This is how I know this isn't Bristol. There's no buildings There's no that. fucking skyscrapers in Bristol. <laughs> she, but she yeah. looks up and sees none other than Santa's sleigh taking off into the night sky in a moment of wonder as the score begins to swell and she looks up and she sees him and it's a beautiful scene and then he leans over the side of the sleigh and fucking hurls (laughs) covering her in vomit some brightly coloured vomit yes (laughs) Uh, we then get the title card Uh, this film is going to be like squirrel shit (laughs) Mm. pretty nutty Uh, so we then cut to Greenwich, Connecticut uh, a man, who we later find out is called Jason, waits in the park with a present for his mother. Uh, he's picked up by his estranged partner, Linda, and his daughter, Trudy. Yeah, this guy is uh, fucking translucent in The Boys. Yes, this guy p- is played by the same actor who plays translucent in The Boys, a wonderful actor. Uh, it is, can, I will admit, it is slightly jarring watching him in this fairly wholesome role. Like, he doesn't really do or say a lot of fucked up shit in this movie. He's kind of, he's quite a, you know, straight-laced, nice guy. But it's weird seeing after watching The Boys and the <laughs> fucked up shit that he does in that show and the fucked up shit that is done to him on that show. <laughs> yeah, you see his cock, but, uh, you know. And then watching, like, him just be, like, all lovey-dovey with his missus and, you know, pretending, playing pretend with his daughter and, like, you know keeping the magic of Christmas alive and then just looking at him just like I have seen you die to an arse bomb like what the I mean yeah, you can say that about anybody though I mean I could say like oh it's weird seeing you being all lovey-dovey but you know just like uh, you know you're saying this to your girlfriend or something and like you know two hours before you were just fucking raw dogging so like <laughs> you know <laughs> I would argue it's slightly different <laughs> in the film but I can understand the point you're making <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> so, but after an awkward but blessedly brief scene, they take off to visit Grandma. Turns out, Grandma stays in a fucking mansion. Grandma. Yeah. Uh, we see a host of servants and catering staff all going about their business. We then get to meet the... Was it Light... Uh, what, is, what are they called again? Light something? I keep going to call them Lighthouse. It's not Lighthouse. Lightstone. But uh, we then get to meet the Lightstone family, who are fucking insufferable. <laughs> Dear God, I, I fucking hate every single character in this family that isn't Jason, Linda and Trudy. They're all fucking horrible. I know that's, that's the point. They're supposed to be rich assholes. But, oh, that's... Mm. Rich assholes. There's, there's a part of me that's just there's a very there was a very real and visceral hatred, particularly for the for the young boy, uh, what's his name? Fucking Brett, they call him. <laughs> uh, he fucking oh, I he was this little funny. Logan Paul little dick, right? I, don't get me wrong, he's funny later on in the film, right? I he he gets some decent lines, but 
to begin with, right? Fucking hell, I hated this wee entitled was, cunt. I thought he was funny from the start. <laughs> nah, man, nah. It was, I think it was maybe just a bit too near the knuckle for me because I've met cunts like that. <laughs> nah, he's funny. But uh, I say, Jason fills Linda in and by proxy the audience on the most recent news regarding the family. It's a decent and fairly natural way to introduce us to each of the characters and deliver some exposition regarding their own kind of like values and how they're going to act going up forward in the movie. Uh, we're introduced to, uh, I believe her name is Alva, yeah, Alva, which is his sister. Fran from Knives Out. <laughs> yep, Fran from Knives Out, uh, playing a fairly similar character. <laughs> In really. terms of, like, you know, not descendant really. of a rich family. No, Fran and Knives Out isn't the one of the family members in Knives is Out. Is she not? No, she's the house lady. She's the... Oh, fuck, so she is. Yeah. Who the fuck am I getting her mixed up with? Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're right, that is it. That's who I'm getting her mixed up with. <laughs> but no, Fran's the, the housekeeper. Fran's a housekeeper. Fran's sound. <laughs> she just gets high. <laughs> Aye. Fran's sound as fuck. But uh, no, anyway, so... Oh, oh, we have uh, Al- Alva, mm-hmm. and he, who is essentially just a proper wee suck-up, right? And it's kind of roped her family in to be the very self-same way of, like, you know, sucking up the arse of the grandma and trying to get, you know, be the next in line to take over, basically, the family. Yeah, effectively, in the family Gertrude. business. She doesn't have a daughter, so she calls so her she son calls her Gertrude. So she calls her son Bertrude, which, <laughs> as one of the characters points out later, is not even a real fucking name. Uh, what's, the, what's her boyfriend's name? Morgan. Yeah, Morgan, he's supposed Who's to be... He's a failed a- actor. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's supposed to be a piss take of Mark Wahlberg. Kind of. There, yeah. There's a line that he does where he's talking about how if you was on the planes during 9 11. Uh, yeah, it know, would have been just a bunch of terrorists falling out over Connecticut. Uh, and Mark Wahlberg. And I'm pretty sure Mark Wahlberg has said that. Yeah. yeah, Mark Wahlberg gave an interview where he was talking about how if he was there, you know. <laughs> it, would have, it wouldn't have happened. Motherfucker, you're an actor. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Cunt. Uh, anyway. So we then. End, so. Oh, after our Jason has filled Linda in, in on all of the family exposition, enter Grandma Lightstone, who swears up a storm over the phone while repeatedly entering and exiting the room, which I thought was quite a funny bit of physical comedy. She's constantly kind of in and out and in and out, and every time she comes in, and uh, Alva and her family are like, you know, trying to be like, stood right up front, trying to be like, you know, the first to greet her, and kind of, again, that kind of sooky uppy way. Mm-hmm. Which inevitably leads to a good bit of physical comedy. They're constantly like up and down and up and down with her. But uh, and you're saying Grandma Lightstone played expertly by Beverly D'Angelo. She's in a of National Lampoon theme. Yeah, the Vacation movies. Yeah, yes. she's in those. She's Chevy Chase's wife in those. And you know, she's. Uh, it took me a while to recognise her though. So fair. Yeah. Uh, we then get at a wonderful sequence of Old Saint Nick making the rounds, shotgunning beers while delivering presents, pissing off the side of the sleigh. And giving coal to a passed-out alcoholic father. Back at the house, Trudy laments that her father never took her to see Santa this year. Uh, Jason, with some very quick thinking from his character, runs downstairs and looks through the cupboard, gets a walkie-talkie, wraps it up, and gives it to Trudy, telling her that it's a special walkie-talkie that will let her, her talk directly to Santa Claus himself. She immediately starts talking to Santa, and what begins is a really sweet scene as uh, Linda and Jason leave. They then overhear her wishing that she wants her mum and dad to make up for Christmas. <laughs> That's her Christmas wish. Uh, <laughs> I can only give physical shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, can't you do that uh, with a PS5? Suit you. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're in bad luck because they're all fucking sold out and all. Uh, <laughs> I wish fuck my... it, Monopoly. Uh, <laughs> I wish my dead pet was alive. Well, I, I can't do that, but I know where you can put them. <laughs> Ever heard of the knickknacks? Ah. Ah. <laughs> put them up there. They come back a little bit weird. Uh, we, then cut, <laughs> we then cut back to Santa, who reprimands the reindeer for shitting on the roof. Unprofessional. <laughs> that, that's probably my favourite line in the fucking movie. He just screams unprofessional at them. <laughs> fucking David Harbour fucking kills it in this film, man. He's so good. Uh, so he reprimands the reindeer for shitting on the roof. He appears in the Lightstone house, stuffs a bunch of cookies in his pockets and raids the drinks cabinet. Absolutely. A man after my own heart. <laughs> Except he mixes the drinks with, like, milk. That's a bit fucked. But, Accidentally. Uh, he doesn't intentionally do it. He pours out the glass of milk they left out for him. Yeah. Uh, saying, like, oh, it's skimmed. Ugh. Pours out the glass, and then rather than rinsing it out, he just puts brandy in it. It pairs well. <laughs> oh, no, that's when he eats the cookie and then takes the brandy. He's like, oh, yeah, it pairs well. Oh, right. Speaking of, like, cookies and shit, right? So, yeah. At the weekend, you know, to uh, cure my fucking nights of debauchery, I was buying uh, coffee in the morning. And I went uh-huh. to this place and they were serving a... You've heard of pumpkin spice lattes. Get ready for the Christmas version. Gingerbread lattes, motherfuckers. Yeah, that's that's a normal thing. Yes, but... Right? This one place I would get them from... I got them from a bunch of places. But this one place I would get them from... actually put, like, little bits of gingerbread in there. Oh, that sounds nice. Well, no. <laughs> because, like, you, you know, you get to the bottom of the drink... And then all of a sudden you've just got, you know... Gingerbread bits in there. Oh yeah. So you know, so I didn't even know they had bits of gingerbread in it. So when I, I get to the bottom of the drink and then all of a sudden just, just choking. Well, no, it was. It, I just got this stuff and I was like, oh, what the fuck is in my coffee? What the fuck? <laughs> what is he? What are these? What did you think they just not like strained it properly and it was just coffee grounds at the bottom or something? Maybe, shit, or? maybe. But I was sitting there, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and it's just like soggy biscuit and you're at the bottom ah, of your coffee. No, no, at the of your no. Coffee. So I'm like, why, why, why would you do this? Uh, so while this is all going down, we see a security guard watching CCTV footage throughout the house. I love CCTV. It's a great show. I've never heard of this show. It's not a show. It's just a good show. What? It's not even a show. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It was just the way you said, like, oh, he's watching CCTV footage. I'm like, yeah, it's a great show. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> So he's watching the CCTV cameras throughout the show. Throughout the house! Motherfucker! Hi, he loves it. Moving on. Uh, before getting knocked the fuck out by one of the other servants that we saw earlier. The servant then sends a signal like to the rest said, of the though. crew. I liked what you said, though. You oh, know. yeah, he says, you know, you celebrate my favourite holiday over here. What's that? You said you Boxing don't. Day. Oh, you don't celebrate my favourite holiday over here. What's that? Boxing Day! And then he punches him in the face. Yeah, apparently Americans don't do Boxing Day. It's do they not? The, it's just the day after Christmas. Get your shit together, lads. I mean, Boxing Day isn't really a thing. It's just... It is, though. It's the recovery day. Yeah, and they do that, too. They just don't call it Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah, but you should call it Boxing Day. It no. makes it more magical. No. It also gets you a day off work. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have a day off work, too. Oh, yeah, f- fine, then. <laughs> they just don't call it Boxing Day. They've got everything bar the name. Yeah. All right, fuck it, then. Uh, so... He then sends out a signal to the rest of the crew before loading up what looks like it's some an automatic weapon of some kind. I'm not going to guess the type of rifle it is. It looks like an AR-15. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then cut to the living room where Bert Linestone has his live stream cut short. 
uh, as the criminals cut the power. What's he says? What he says, it? Grandma, your Wi-Fi sucks dick. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> Which... <laughs> but then we get the legendary reply from Grandma Lightstone. It just says, when he was small, I begged you to beat him. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a... You ever watch Arrested Development? Yeah. You know the mum in that fucking... Yeah, well, yeah that, that's, that's the vibes I'm getting from Grandma Lightstone. Yes. Dead woman. That and uh, I know they're played by the same character, that and Mal- Mallory Archer. Yeah, dead woman. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you have to make me sad, you wee cunt? It's my Christmas gift. <laughs> Sadness and sectarianism. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there's the name of your first album. Uh, so, cut to the security gates outside, <laughs> uh, where we see none other than John Leguizamo, the fucking legend. It's me, Shed the Sloth. I love this cunt, by the way. <laughs> I love him. He's great. He's, he plays such a good wee cunt, you know, <laughs> in this film. You remember me as Benny from the Bronx. Ah. You remember me as Luigi from the shitty Mario movie. <laughs> Luigi Mario, Mario, Mario. Yeah, uh, fuck that shit. Wow. He's, he's also the owner of the chop shop in John Wick. Yeah. 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 He's in the menu as well. He yeah, had a pretty good. Uh, he had a pretty good Netflix special as well. He's a com- he's a stand up comedian. It was a kind of it was like weird. It was like kind of mixed between a comedy show and a TED talk. It was a weird but cool like kind of thing. All right, well, good on him, I guess. Yeah, it was awesome. But he then, so John Leguizamo talks to the security guard who we were introduced to briefly earlier as Al. They have a brief conversation before, or John pulls a pistol. And puts a bullet in his dome. Wow. Good night, Al. John then takes out a walkie-talkie and says, "All right, revelers, time to steal Christmas." Mm. <laughs> uh, the revelers then sign off one at a time, each one with a unique holiday-themed code name, such as gingerbread, candy cane, peppermint, and so on. Uh, the Krampus guy—he's in a bunch of shit. He's oh yeah, one a... of them's called Krampus, and he's a right wee psychotic bastard. He's in a bunch of shit though. He's in a Freddy vs Jason. He's the. Um... Isn't he the guy that the the guy that Jason Mewes rip off? No, he's the one that. Do you remember? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen Freddy vs Jason, but he's the one whose brother got killed by Freddy like back in the day. So he has a nightmare about him. He's the one that gets. His oh fucking, yeah, him. He's the one that gets his fucking like tendons out of his arms and shit. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever in, the, in his bathroom. He dies in his bathroom. I yeah, yeah. That. No, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get his tendons out. I don't give a fuck. It's been a while since I've seen. You're thinking of you're thinking of uh, Nightmare Part Three. Ah, uh, whatever. But like, uh, he's you're thinking. See the guy you're talking about. I know who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know. He gets his back set in fire. Yeah, him. <laughs> it's him. He's in a uh, he's in Leprechaun Origins as well. <laughs> Oh, fuck that movie. It's the only Leprechaun movie I've seen. <laughs> I need to give you an education. I right? really don't want to see any Leprechaun movies. But the fact that you've seen Origins and nothing else hurts me. Hmm. I don't know, Leprechaun just doesn't appeal We need to me. watch Leprechaun 3 at least. No. That one's fun. <laughs> that one's fun. It goes to Vegas. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's got a uh, stretch from uh, Texas Chainsaw 2 in it. Uh, that's fine, but <laughs> I'm not. It's good. It, it so yeah, back at the house, Jason it. attempts to win back Linda by asking, "What if we could get out from underneath my mother's thumb? What if we could just escape?" Ooh. Meanwhile, the revelers descend on the house, taking out the real security guards one by one. And what turns out to be a pretty awesome action scene is they're kind of making their way, clearing, going room by room. 
clearing out the place. It's basically to establish that these people are professionals. Yes. Santa hears all of this happening from on the room where he has found a massage chair and is just chilling out and is woken up by all this shit and goes to investigate. Gertrude proceeds to make her way to the panic room followed by Alva, Bert and Morgan. Uh, the family <laughs> There's not enough room for you. <laughs> uh, the family bicker over who gets to go in the panic room with Gertrude only to get there and find John Leguizamo who introduces himself as Mr. Scrooge before taking out the two security guards that were escorting them. Mm-hmm. Santa continues to make his way through the house, panicking and trying to escape back up the chimney, but his magic doesn't seem to be working for some reason. Do, do you think his little, uh, his little mercenary cronies, uh, when he's giving them all these Christmas uh, code names and he's giving himself a Christmas code name, yeah. he's planning everything about Christmas, do you think they're just kind of looking at each other being like, this guy's got a weird obsession with Christmas? This guy's a bit strange. I think they're past that when they get to the point that they're robbing this motherfucker yeah, on but, Christmas Eve. I think when it's he's more planning just it, like... When, he, when he's planning it and he's getting them all, he's like, I'm going to be Mr. Scrooge. You're going to be the Krampus. I mean, they do literally like comment on it in the film. They're just like, do we need to keep these stupid-ass nicknames for the full thing? Ooh. Yeah, they, they don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, one of the revelers finds Santa and beats the shit out of him. However, it turns out Santa, pretty fucking strong. As he manages is to knock out the reveller, who then fires his gun up into the ceiling through the roof, spooking the reindeer and effectively trapping Santa in the house. Yeah, Santa's got that fat man strength, you know. Too right. <laughs> I call it fat cunt magic. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the reveller wakes back up, and we get a pretty great fight scene between the two, including a very cool moment where Santa attempts to grab uh, uh, his assailant's gun, but instead his hands land on the barrel and it burns the shit out of him. Yeah. It's, it's a nice little bit of attention to detail uh, yeah. and again it goes back to that what I was talking about earlier of those missing those kind of messy fight scenes where shit like that would happen like don't get me wrong watching these like hyper capable people fuck shit up like John Wick like you know like Black Widow or Hawkeye or that kind of stuff in the Marvel movies but every now and then you just want to watch a fucking brawl yeah like I've been trying to think uh, you mentioned like you know he grabs the barrel of the gun and it burns him and all that shit I've been trying to think like What's well, another movie I've seen that happening? And the only thing that's coming to my mind Iron is... Man 3, weirdly. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, he, burns, he burns uh, the Mandarin's... E- well, the Mandarin. He burns, like, uh, Ben Kingsley's character's ear mm. uh, with a hot barrel uh, to uh, get him to only, talk. Well, the only one that came to the top of my mind was a uh, fucking... It's in an episode of, a, of um, The Pacific. Oh, okay. he's using the... I don't know what the gun is. It's the one that you fucking feed the bullets into, you know? The pa- um, wait, hold on, right? When was this Pacific set? I'm guessing World War Two. Yeah. So it was. Pro- oh, it wouldn't have been a bar. Well, Fuck. they had bars too. <laughs> no, no, no. But a, a bar wasn't belt fed. Well, it's one of those guns. It doesn't really matter. But it was one of those guns, yeah. and they picked it up, and he was like, "Ah!" It picked it up with a barrel and fucked up his hands. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the fight ends with Santa stabbing his assailant in the leg and throwing him out the window. Yeah. Not realising that during the fight they've been tangled together on Christmas lights before it's too late and he too is launched out of the same window. Oh shit. Narrowly avoiding landing on a massive fuck off ice spike yeah, it's big which impales <laughs> his assailant. Yeah. He then takes off into the night looking for his reindeer. Cut back to Mr Scrooge who sings his own twisted version of Silent Night to intimidate the family. 
Violinite. I guarantee you. Gory night. That's a, that's a nice little touch. He does the first two bits pretty well, then he just kind of loses it. Yeah, yeah then he just goes. Like, he's like, he's sitting there, he's like, oh, fuck, I really did not think this through. Yeah, all this can't tell a fucking shot everyone in the face and Bob to play. I don't fucking know. It's like, it's... All is calm if you don't want to get shot in the fucking face. Yeah. All is bright. It's like, okay, John Leguizamo, did you come up with this? I think he might have. <laughs> but uh, Santa watches all of this happen through the nearby window and seeing the panic in Trudy's face is, is, some, is sort of convinced, shall we say, to take action. Well, I know this is a bit earlier on, but there was uh, another line that Gertrude says... So Trudy is named after Gertrude, right? So. Oh yeah, yeah, and Ger- and Trudy says, "I go by Trudy now." That makes, makes her sound like a, that makes her sound like a whore. <laughs> and Jason just goes, "Okay, lovely," and then just takes her away. <laughs> she doesn't know what the word means. <laughs> it's like not the point. <laughs> oh. uh, Scrooge then continues to monologue at the family. Uh, Lord Samuel giving a pretty awesome performance as Scrooge, uh, telling Gertrude everything he knows about the family. And their money, including three hundred million dollars in mm. cash that was stored in a vault underneath the mansion, that was supposedly the f- given to the family so that they could then distribute it uh, to keep the war. I don't think they mentioned exactly what war, but I it's, mean, it's, if, it's, if it's, it's implied to be one of the wars in the Middle East, either Af- I mean, Afghanistan if it's an or American, Iraq. If it's an American movie post nine eleven, it's going to be the fucking. It's going to be fucking Afghanistan yeah, or Iraq or something. That's, one of those two. It's the only one they've really been involved to in. To basically fund the to basically fund the opposition, we'll call them, and uh, and mm. keep the war going. But of course, they kept. But the family kept the cash for themselves, having it mysteriously disappear. Cut to the vault where Scrooge misses the romanticism of the old days of drilling holes and blowing stuff up to get into vaults, which yeah. I thought was a quite a nice line. It was like, "Come, stupid," but something romantic about it. All I was like, "You know what? I like that line." Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, the revelers then find the impaled guy from satis- earlier. It's more satisfying, at least, if you were to make a big explosion and a fucking door open. Yeah. Rather than just Then just, shit. like, push a button and then... Beep, beep. <laughs> nah, Welcome. you want the big boom. Welcome to your loot. Oh, this is kind of shite, isn't it? Like, <laughs> where's the big bang or the... Like, where the fuck's... <laughs> yeah, like that fucking... When they're breaking into the, the safe and fucking Dark Knight... Yeah, where's all that shit? He's yeah. drilling in, then he gets a shock. I don't know, really know how that worked, but, you know. Oh, it's uh, like an internal, basically a secondary security system where they basically hit the electrics and because the drill is mostly metal, it just went through and just, like, fucked them. <laughs> I need to watch The Dark Knight again, man. It's been so long. I'm Christopher Nolan. I do not know how to write female characters properly. He fucking doesn't. <laughs> oh, good lord, it's so bad. I'm uh, Christopher Nolan. My brother's a hitman. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> it's fucking true. His brother's a hitman. Uh, anyway, uh, back. So the revelers find the impaled guy from earlier, and everyone is put on high alert. Back in the living room, Trudy uses her walkie-talkie to once again <laughs> contact just, Santa. Maybe he just fell out the window. You've repelled like, down, you've buildings, down this buildings with this guy. <laughs> I don't think he fucking fell out the window. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Santa has now made his way to the basement where he's trying to call for help, but the phone lines have all been cut. Santa then hears someone outside and begins desperately going through his sack to find something that can help. Video Finding game. Video game. Video, video game. game. Video game. He's like, 
Doesn't anyone ask for a bat or a sword or a Molotov cocktail? <laughs> oh, that takes me back to making Molotov cocktails. You're fucking what? <laughs> so before I knew that making Molotov cocktails is technically a, a terroristic act, and if I get caught with them, I could have been jailed for a long time. Um, <laughs> You're making a weapon, my guy. How the fuck did you not realize that was jail time? Because I can buy a knife and it's a weapon, but I don't get jail time for that. Yeah, but it's also a tool. A Molotov cocktail is literally purely made as a weapon. So Glasgow used to get a lot of snow. Still oh. does. Still does. So we used to go to, um, me and some people who shall rename nameless, <laughs> used to go to these basketball courts near uh, the flat. Because nobody ever went to these basketball courts. And they were quite secluded, so nobody would have seen it. So we used to just make Molotov cocktails and throw them at snow. And watch snow melt. It was quite nice, actually. Anyway... <laughs> As I was saying, goes through the back, like trying to find something. He eventually manages to pull out a toy doll, which he smacks the guard in the face with. That was fucking terrifying. Oh yeah, and Who this begins... asked for that doll. <laughs> what sick, demented child asked for this? Fucking I can doll? only assume it was a poorly Victorian like dandy <laughs> that's like built like fuck all twice, and he's just like, please, father. <laughs> please, all please, I want father. is a, all I want is a friend. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine, you're getting a friend, but it's going to be scary as fuck. <laughs> sort of dandy has a fucking working class man as his father. <laughs> he was an oil man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we then get another great fight scene with lots of awesome improvised weaponry, uh, including the, the old classic, uh, a sock with some billiard balls in it. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, I saw this being used in real life once. <laughs> what the? Not with billiard balls, it was, um, I was in... <laughs> what so... the fuck is your life? <laughs> So when I lived in Glasgow, of course, <laughs> I used to go to this pub quite a lot called the the Lee Rig, which was a nice pub. So, but uh, where I lived in Glasgow, I lived in a kind of a shithole, right? And the Lee Rig wasn't a shithole pub. You can remove the the kind of from that sentence. The place you lived was full, was fully just a shithole. Like it was. Yes. There was well, no kind of about it. There was no ambiguity. Ambiguity. <laughs> To that statement, it was a full-blown, fully paid-up, card-carrying member of the shithole city club. So, right? I, so you know, the pub, I, the pub that I used to go to sometimes wasn't too much of a shithole, but sometimes if we really wanted to change up, we would go to Duke Street. Oh, fuck and, me. Uh, <laughs> and there was a lot of pubs there. Um, there was a lot of dodgy pubs there. And we were drinking one one night, and uh, there was these two guys at the bar had an argument, and uh, one, one left... One left the bar, or you left the pub, and okay. about 15 minutes later, he storms back in with a sock, and it didn't look like billiard balls, it looked like he just put like a ton of coins in there or something, oh. and just starts smacking the fuck out of this person. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the guy, he didn't kill him or anything, but he's on the he's on the ground, he's bleeding, you know, and we're just like, yeah, we'll just leave. <laughs> uh, we'll just leave before the police turn up, because, uh, yeah, I'm no grass. So... <laughs> So we left and we never went back into that pub. Although a friend of mine did go into there not too long afterwards and she she said it was something like out of the Wild West. She walked in and... Uh, Everyone just went dead quiet. Everybody stopped. Yeah, just stared. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, you know. <laughs> Glasgow. You just heard like the fucking tumble... The, <laughs> like the fucking tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Glasgow. Billiard balls and socks and coins and socks. Good weapon. Damn good weapon. Some people use doorknobs. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Mm. 
But yeah, he uses those. He uses a golf club. He uses fucking... Some people used to... Get, there was a, a store as a bouncer in Glasgow. He'd get done for it. Because uh, he was straight up... Because it was basically making brass knuckles. It was a tube of Smarties that he filled with pe- with pennies. Oh, I remember this, yeah. That he, he would hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it essentially acted as a brass knuckle. And he killed a cunt with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son, you got killed by a fucking tube of Smarties. <laughs> But no, Glasgow is a great place. But yeah, he uses people hate uh, Glasgow. <laughs> but yeah, he uses he uses the the fucking uh, billiard ball sock. He yeah. uses golf club. Yeah, he also uses is and this is the thing that finishes the fight. He grabs a star from the top of the tree and shoves it in this guy's fucking eye. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. And then proceeds to plug in the lights. Electrocutes him. Yeah. Electrocutes him and sets his face on fire. <laughs> It's at this point that Santa steals... Why are you laughing like that, you fucking psycho? Because it's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. It's, that bit isn't funny. It's the aftermath that's really funny when Santa steals the guard's walkie-talkie and stumbles into the frequency used by Trudy. Actually, no. What, what is the funny the two then have a what? The two have a conversation while this guy's face is still burning. <laughs> He's having this really nice conversation with Trudy. I just thought his reaction to his face burning initially was just funny. It's just Oh, he's like, just like going, oh, whoa. fucking hell. He's <laughs> just having me like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. Whoa. Uh, Santa then pulls out a scroll and Trudy's name magically appears along with the word nice and the various good deeds to earn that title, including things like kind to animals, she invited kept her the own weird clean, kid. and my personal favourite. She invited the weird kid to her birthday party. Invited weird kid to party. That's Ooh. such a wonderful detail. As, as a former weird kid. Thank you, Trudy. <laughs> uh, Trudy then tells Santa where she is, and Santa closes and reopens the scroll. This time, the names are in red and labelled naughty. And then he discovers that from this list, there are six revelers left. Mm-hmm. Santa then makes his way to the guard post outside in the hopes for calling for help. And this is where we get our diehard moment. Ow. Which is the hero talking to the villain via a stolen radio. Mm. Uh, Santa yeah, this movie, this movie I was, I was thinking about, it's just diehard meets Home Alone meets John Wick. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's, that's a really good summary. <laughs> if you think that those films combined sound really fucking cool, then you watch this movie. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good. So we then get a lovely wee conversation between Scrooge and Santa. Scrooge, of course, does not believe that he's talking to the real Santa at all. None of them do. No. I mean... Because, I mean, why fucking would they? Well, two of them eventually do, but... That's much later on in the film, but... <laughs> We then cut to Scrooge interrogating the family, trying to figure out who the Santa is. Who the Santa? Alva then gives up her brother, claiming that he is Gertrude's favourite. So the <laughs> gang begin torturing him for information. First, breaking his finger with a small Nutcracker doll, and then grabbing a larger one in an attempt to live up to the name Nutcracker. Put his balls in there. I'm not touching his balls. That is a fairly funny you, response. You, you, you scoop up brain. Or, yeah, you scoop want me to scoop up brain? I'll scoop up brain, but I'm not touching his genitals. I'm not touching his junk, she says. <laughs> it's a great... We, there's a lot of great moments throughout the film like that, with like these little kind of... sort of interactions between the various characters, especially with the revelers. Is, uh, they have a lot of funny moments. I don't know who this woman is, but she looks like the... Um, oh, this is going to be kind of niche... Uh, did you ever watch the video for Dance Macabre by Ghost? Nope. Uh, which kind of looks like the girl from that. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's her. I don't know what the fuck, but eh, looks like her. I couldn't tell you if it is either. As I said, never seen it. But uh, Scrooge it's then tries to get Trudy. 
And as Trudy tells them to stop or Santa will get mad. Scrooge then turns to Trudy to try and get her to summon Santa. This sends Jason into a panic in t- which he tells Trudy that Santa isn't real. It's just the parents set up the presents every year and we just tell you that Santa gives you them. Oh, we should come back and Easter ruin the Easter bunny for her. <laughs> that was a good line, yeah. It's like, oh, what a way to find out. <laughs> we should come back and Easter ruin the Easter bunny. That's a fucking great line. Uh, Trudy then breaks away from Scrooge and runs. Meanwhile, Santa removes his coat and begins patching up his wounds, sewing his, his stab wound shut and bandaging, bandaging himself some, uh, up with wrapping paper. He's got some sick tattoos. He's got some really sick, like, Nordic-looking tattoos on him. He gets flashbacks to... Uh... He faints and we get a flashback to what looks like an old Viking covered in blood and surrounded by fire and debris. Yeah, I was sitting there, I was like, oh my god, are we going to get a fucking... You know, because there is a sequel to this coming out, by the way. I should have mentioned that. Yes, there is, yeah. But I was sitting there and I was like, oh my god, are we going to get a fucking Norse, <laughs> Norseman Violent Night crossover? That would be awesome. Robert Eggers just comes in and just classes up the place a little bit but, you know. <laughs> but, uh, that would be hilarious but uh no no there is so, a sequel to this apparently coming out apparently a fucking um uh everybody's well uh david harbour's coming back apparently yep. tommy workler wants to do another one david leach wants to do another one but they're sitting there going uh uh they're thinking of bringing in mrs claus and it is suggested that she's going to be played by uh charlize theron <laughs> Oh, that'd be cool. It was in Atomic Blonde. So that she, would be pretty so cool. She can do this shit, so, yeah. Was also in Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, but David Leach-esque things, you know, like, she was in Atomic Blonde, so she knows how to do this shit, you know, oh, like yeah. that sort of one-take fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, She's got that down. That's a good movie. Oh, Atomic Blonde? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Trudy then comes over Is the walkie-talkie well? and wakes Santa up. I don't know. Uh, she tells Santa she's hiding in the attic. She then asks him directly if he's real. He says, "Oh, of course I'm real," and that he delivers, and that he still delivers presents to kids that truly need them. Trudy asks how he knows which kids need them. To which he replies, "Oh, it's Christmas magic. I don't really understand how it works." I mean, which is a which is a line that recurs throughout the the script of this movie, mm-hmm. which I think is a nice little running gag throughout the movie. Santa don't know shit. Yeah. Uh, he then recounts the letters that Trudy wrote him over the years to reaffirm Trudy's belief. Uh, Santa then urges Trudy to go easy on her parents. He tells her that the grown-up relationships are complicated, citing his own relationship with Mrs. Claus. <laughs> she signed up to be a Mrs. Claus. She's sitting there, she's like, you know, we got married, but it's been a thousand years. Fuck's sake, man. Yeah, but... you know. Like... <laughs> There's only so many ways you can... There's only so many years she can take it before she starts pumping the elves. Mm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back in the living room, the guard known as Krampus urges the family to open their presents, saying, I want to see what you rich assholes got each other. Morgan goes first, and he got... They all present their presents to Gertrude. What, what, what do rich Morgan... people get each other for Christmas? What do rich cunts get each other? Like, what would... Uh, uh, hmm. Go on. I'm trying to think who's a rich cunt. Uh, what would Elon Musk get his uh, get his family for Christmas? Uh, divorce papers. Mm, that's probably not a good question then. What uh, would... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer that across the board. By the way, most rich cunts will get their family divorce papers. Why would George Clooney get his 
because he's happily married, isn't he? What would George Coney get his wife for Christmas? What would it, what, what? shit ton of coffee pods? He just gets the espresso ones for free. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all that espresso money's finally coming good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what would, what would George Clooney get his family? What would what would fucking Joe Biden get his family? Well, uh, okay, Joe Biden would get his family a break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he goes to live in the home for a bit. Yeah, he just <laughs> he's just like you don't need to look after me anymore. <laughs> I'm good for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, he just, <laughs> the nurse has five wet wipes. I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's almost enough for a whole bath. Uh, but. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what they would get each other. It's a weird one. Fucking rich people, man. <laughs> anyway, so Mar- so they all go to present their gifts to Gertrude. Uh, Morgan goes first, and he got her a pitch deck for his latest film. Did you catch the name of it? It was something like fucking... I don't know, it was some shitty action name. Yeah, he's big in Asia. Well, parts of Asia. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we went to parts of like, Asia. Yeah, we went to parts of Asia. It was great. We couldn't even go to a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's like fucking. Uh, oh. Next up is Alva, who got her a photo of the day she was born. To which there. Gertrude replies, "Yeah, I know, I was there." Uh, <laughs> next up is Jason, who's co- fine. So finally, I should say, Jason is called to give his present. He tries to weasel out of it, but Bert, being the little shit that he is, grabs a present from under the tree and gives it to Gertrude. Uh, turns out the present was a bottle of Oban whiskey. Turns oh, out Gertrude it, has good it, was, taste. Was it open whiskey? It I was open, yeah. I was going to ask if you caught what it was because I didn't I see did it. catch it was open, yeah. I didn't catch the year, uh, but I mean, pretty much most years from open are fucking dynamite anyway. It's a really good region for whiskey. I mean, if it was me, I would just be giving her a fucking bottle of like Maker's Mark or something. <laughs> I mean, Maker's Mark Jack is, Daniels. My Maker's Mark is fine, but you know. Nah, it's better than Jack Daniels, fuck's sakes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. I need danger, fucking big country. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just got four roses. I mean, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Who got you the roses? <sighs> Myself. Ah. Well, you <laughs> I got made yourself. to fucking drink four roses at fucking half eleven in the morning. That was good shit. Fucking strong arm to record myself drinking it as well. Mm. I'm not an alcoholic. Fuck's <laughs> sake. No, you're just made to be an alcoholic Tullamore by those do, around you. Tullamore do is quite nice as well. Yeah, it's lovely, yeah. Uh, so Jason is called to give his present Bert then goes up and gives it to Gertrude turns out the present was a bottle of open whiskey with a note which causes her to give a very sincere thank you thank you Jason uh, I don't know what happened to Beverly D'Angelo's voice since like the yeah, it just kind of went didn't I since think it's the 1980s I assume a... it's something to do with drugs I don't know I don't think she was like a fucking druggy person I think she's I think she's, some some old people just go fucking like you know. just have that gravelly voice yeah later like on in fucking life, yeah. what's her name uh, fucking Michael Keaton's like that his voice now man fucking hell sounds like or, gargling rocks or um oh, what's her name the actress that plays uh Captain Janeway in Star Trek Voyager oh yeah 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 and red and orange is the new black her voice is like that doesn't she play name. herself in Bojack Horseman as well could not tell you Margot Martindale no, that's not Margot Martindale. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was. Esteemed character actress, Margot Martindale. No, yeah. it's not Margot Martindale. <laughs> I thought that um, was her. Catherine something. I, uh, no, no, that's Catherine Janeway. That's her character. I don't know what her name is. It's something. But she's got that whiskey voice, you know? Yeah, so anyway, 
Uh, we won't find out until much later what the note says. Uh, Alva specifically asks to know what it says, but Gertrude tells her nobody needs to know except me and Jason. What does it say, Mummy? Mummy? Mama. Ma. Mummy. Right, let's not go full family guy. Uh, <laughs> while this is all going on, Santa tells Trudy about his life before he became Santa. I killed one. He was a raider, <laughs> a warrior and a thief, armed with his hammer known as Skull Crusher. If there was a not, he says, if there was a naughty list back then, I'd have been top dog. You look suspiciously like Avor, Santa. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, Trudy tells <laughs> Santa that she believes that he is truly a good man, and that he could maybe even use his old bad skills to do a bit of good. In other words, he should become a bad Santa. Fucking great movie. Fucking great. Have you heard any of Billy Bob Thornton's music? Yeah, he does blues. Oh, he's so fucking good. Speaking of Bad Santa, which version? He done a track with Johnny Cash. It never got released, but he done. I really want to hear the track he done with Johnny Cash. Speaking of Bad Santa, what version did you see? Did you see the theatrical version? Did the fuck? I saw the uncut version. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you ever watch the second movie? Nah, nah. It didn't really appeal to me. I don't know why. It was shit. Yeah, just it didn't. I don't there know, was that weird. There was that weird time when it was like all these sort of like I yeah we got like Dumb and Dumber got a new got a newer one as yeah, well and Anchorman and Anchorman fucking too. Zoolander and fucking yeah there was a time where all these like kind of late eighties nineties uh, comedies you were just kind of cropping up you see late eighties early nineties none of those came out in the eighties oh were they all nineties <laughs> well, yeah only one of them came out in the nineties <laughs> Dumb oh, and Dumber. Fuck off, I thought Bad Santa was nineties two thousand three motherfucker holy fuck I'm old uh, anyway. Mm. So sorry, late 90s, early 2000s, I should have said then. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... So, outside the mansion, the mansion, Gertrude's kill squad prepare their assault, their extraction team. Back inside the mansion, Santa prepares to attack the guard known as Candy Cane, but he accidentally triggers a Santa toy and gives away his position. Traitor! <laughs> she runs, that's a fucking great line. Uh, she, Santa runs back into the nearest room and blocks the door with his body. Does David Harbour voice the Santa toy as well? I think he does, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it does sound like him. Uh, Scrooge manages to blow the door open by shooting a fire extinguisher, blowing the door off its hinges and knocking out Santa in the process. Now, does that work? Well, it is, pressure, it is a pressurised container of, depending on what is in there, it could be a mixture of gas and liquid. So, yeah, it would blow up if you shot it. Hmm. Whether it would have enough force to like take a door off its hinges, I don't know. But it is fairly realistic that if you disturbed it, it's essentially like a big fuck-off aerosol can. It's one of these things... <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, like... I used to chuck that shit or, in fires. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in, uh, I was in the PE changing rooms, and uh, one of the guys. A lot of uh, weird shit happened in the PE changing <laughs> yeah. rooms. Uh, one of the guys was uh, spraying his name on the wall with deodorant and then lighting it in fire, uh, so that it would, you know, come up fucking hey, his name. Yeah, people used to do that to their arms as well. Yeah, they? it was weird. Uh, he then, once it was done, sat the <laughs> the deodorant can on the floor, and the door jam, slammed the door shut. And the thing just fucking rocketed across the floor of the mm-hmm. the PE mm-hmm. changing rooms. And I swear, it was like a movie. You just saw like this Mexican wave of people jumping like, up to avoid the thing from hitting them in the foot. It was fucking hilarious, man. Our PE changing rooms were weird. I mean, They were wild. Yeah, they, they had showers in them. I've never, I don't think anybody ever took a shower in there. I used them once. And it was when it was like as a, an after school thing. 
Hmm. where I'd like I don't know if it was a part of something else that I was doing but for some reason I was in the gym after school also those the, the toilets of the PE change rooms were always the worst were toilets were atrocious yeah they were always the worst toilets they were in such a fucking state man there was, was like skid ones, marks on the walls and shit those like, ones and the, the, the toilets in the changing rooms and the toilets this is going to be, mean nothing to you people but it's going to mean a lot to us so uh, yeah. so do you the, remember the, so heading out so you've got the atrium right the end of the atrium where the the, uh, the the cafeteria is right yes there was a set of toilets by like this kind of like locker bit almost yeah. right that led into the home economics department yeah and the toilets in there were fucking rancid those were the ones that always got set on fire as well <laughs> yeah there was a lot of fires in our school yeah, yeah. Come to think of it, a lot all, of fires. There was toilets and like. There was every... also this like epidemic almost of people just pulling the fire alarm for no fucking reason. Yeah, it was great. There so was... much so that we ended up and that our head teacher ended up in the front page of the local paper begging to, <laughs> their students to stop doing it because it was costing the local fire department millions. We had epidemics of fires, uh, fire alarm pulling, people getting hit by buses. It was great. Although we weren't as bad as uh, some of the stories I've heard coming out of Paisley Grammar because uh, they had <laughs> that school was so bad they had two separate smoke alarms, right? Hmm. One that would spe- one that was like smoke to t- and one that would specifically detect cigarette smoke. And would go off and would be like, please extinguish your cigarette. I know this uh, because a friend of mine from college... Because you're smoking a fag at at Paisley Grammar. I never went to Paisley Grammar. (laughs) I I know this because it was a a story a friend of mine told of me, a friend of mine I went to college with. Uh, basically, they'd realised it was like the... They'd realised that they basically fucked their their academic career in secondary school, right? So they had a competition (laughs) to see who would get kicked out of school the fastest. okay. Uh, one, of them, one of them decided to uh, spot to, and this is her exact words, right? So I spotted a fag with a Vincent Burner. Mm. <laughs> it's not a hate crime to Americans. Uh, so she sparked a cigarette with a Vincent Burner and spoke in front of the teacher. Mm. The other one was apparently later on seen running full bell down the corridors getting chased by like five or six teachers <laughs> and screaming at the top of our lungs get to fuck before I give you ten rapid to the face oh Jesus <laughs> and a wee pa- and a wee paisley teenage actress get to fuck before I give you ten rapid to the face <laughs> paisley's a shithole it's, oh, I love it I love it so much I've heard bad things coming out of uh how can you ten rapid to the face? I used to hear bad stories coming out of Mar College all the time as well. Oh, Mar College was the Wild West, it which was, is it hilarious. Was weird because it's such a posh school yeah. that you can they get they used to get four hundred quid every Christmas. That explains a lot. just after school. Aye, but anyway, <laughs> while Santa's knocked out, they tie Santa to a chair with Christmas lights. One of the goons begins to search his bag and finds multiple presents. And we get a little comedy routine where he just keeps pulling out present after present after present after present. What sort of sick What sort of sick fuck keeps it, goes around with a chessboard? <laughs> Santa wakes up and introduces himself to Scrooge with all of the various names he's been called throughout history in various different languages. Which is a pretty fucking badass scene coming from David Harbour's gravelly ass voice. It's really fucking good. One did sound vaguely racist because, uh, I mean, it's just... Whenever I hear a white guy speak, like I'm assuming it's like Mandarin or something, it just sounds racist a bit. 
but it is the genuine Mandarin name. I know, it, I know it is. I know though. it is, but it's just me. <laughs> so uh, while this is happening, Trudy is searching the attic for stuff to make traps with. Uh, is it is a major plot point in this movie that Trudy has recently seen Home Alone? Yeah. Uh, that, they say at the right at the start that she watched Home Alone. She does the thing where she slaps her cheeks and screams, and the parents are like, "That's fucking annoying." It was a fucking brutal scream though it was yeah it made, my, it made my fucking dog wake up man I mean, what the like, fuck seriously yeah and your dog partially deaf yeah <laughs> how loud were you watching this movie uh, I didn't think it was that loud then again I was quite drunk so I don't fair know. or maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't the loudness maybe it was the frequency it was like how high pitched the scream was that kind of made you know maybe made our ears prick up maybe I don't know that's fucking wild man your deaf Doug was woken by this fucking scream. Anyway, so Trudy searches the attic for stuff to make traps with. Scrooge then throws Santa's sack into the fireplace and Santa screams out in pain. <laughs> and her children's dreams. And her children's dreams. To which Scrooge basically turns around and goes, fuck them kids. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that's, you know, it's the gist. You did the whole Brock Lesnar, I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> he literally says that. Uh, he then gives a brief monologue to Santa about his origin story and how Christmas ruined his life and how he has set out ever since to ruin Christmas for as many families as he possibly fucking can. Yeah, he accidentally killed an old man. Accidentally. He himself says, you know what, maybe I did do it. I mean, he didn't physically kill him. He just kind of... Yeah. But uh, Santa he just, says he just not the guy just, they yeah. ran into each other and he, yeah. uh, he fell down the stairs. He That's his version of the story. Bear in mind, we're talking to someone well, we that do, is a, by, that is an unreliable narrator. Yeah, but we do see like everything that he's done and like the little killed his best friend is on there. Yeah, but it's not his best as friend is, that he killed. As is like let down his mother and all that. Yeah, but it's not his best friend that he killed. It was so we don't see it was an we old don't man. see that it's killed him that he's killed yeah. him on that list. Yeah, so it's up for debate. But uh, anyway, Santa says, "I'm sorry, Jim. I really am." but I do gifts, I do Christmas cheer, I don't get involved in people's lives. To which Scrooge replies, well, maybe you fucking should. One of the goons then asks how Santa knew Jim's name. He replies, naming each and every one of the goons in the room. Yeah, he names them Bjorn, so like, does Scandinavia do Boxing Day too? I don't fucking know. But uh, Mm. Scrooge points a gun at Santa's head and just as he's about to pull the trigger, it starts snowing. Inside, I, I genuinely thought right, when it was revealed what the snow was, and he, he fucking... was like, I thought it was gonna be like asbestos. Yeah, I thought it was. Gonna... <laughs> so asbestos. upstairs, we see Trudy pouring fake snow into the aircon. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like, he was gonna like, this is asbestos or something. And she just gave everyone cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Santa uses his distraction to touch his nose, which sends him flying up the chimney. Why didn't that work earlier? I don't know. Santa, you gotta stop. Maybe it's on. because he was pushed. Santa, you gotta stop doing all that cocaine. Yeah, yeah his nasal passage is fucked. In <laughs> uh, come the extraction team. Uh, back in the living room, Morgan manages to take out one of the guards and jumps out a nearby window. Oh, yeah, he jumps over the couch, he's like, parkour! Yeah, <laughs> he actually says, parkour! Jumps out the For way. a brief moment, it seems like he's going to help them before he takes off into the night, Jean-Claude. prompting that my what is easily my favourite line in the whole fucking movie. Jean-Claude Van Dipshit just ditched us. <laughs> Gertrude, I love you. <laughs> that is such a great line. She's a cunt. I hate her character, but by God, is she funny. Like, uh, Jean Claude Van Dipshit. <laughs> what a fucking name. Uh, That's what I'm going to start referring to Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat as now. Jean Claude Van Dipshit. You know, the Miz was trying to 
get a fan petition going to become yeah yeah we talked about it in Blade yeah I think he should have been he would have been a good one yeah Uh, Morgan makes it to the extraction squad and warns them that the revelers are ready for them I used to play a lot of military guys thank you for your service (laughs) he then does a shit salute right like the wrong salute entirely and then says thank you for your service Semper Fi (laughs) which is a marine thing Uh, well it could be marines I don't know uh, he then says, but he says, he warns them that the revels are ready for them. Um, the captain replies, they better be, we're on a tight schedule. And Morgan gets lit the fuck up uh, as Santa watches from the roof. He then checks the naughty list to see multiple names appear, the names of everyone on the extraction squad. <laughs> Turns out, they are with the revelers. They then load up a machine gun and open fire on Santa. The guy in charge of the military looked familiar as well. He's been in quite a few movies. Uh, did you but, catch uh, his name? No, I didn't. But we'll move on for now. Uh, back at the vault, they use the extraction squad's skeleton key to access it. They then find that the vault is completely empty. Scrooge guesses that somebody intercepted the cash while it was getting delivered. Meanwhile, Santa escapes into a nearby shed and Trudy asks him if he's okay. He tells her about what he th- says as the new bad guys. Trudy tells Santa to make a wish for himself for once. He wishes that he could see Mrs. Claus again. Oh, so military man. Yes. Right? Uncredited, uh, uncredited thing he did here. He is the Venom symbiote vocal effects in Spider-Man Three. Oh, cool. But I was trying to see what he actually was in, and the only thing I recognize him from, um, he is. I mean, this is just, now that I picture it. Now that I see what he's credited, I'm like, oh yeah, he was that guy. He's only in this movie briefly. He's in Final Destination Five, credited as Chef. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was that guy. And he's in the he, he he did voice acting in the 2000 Spider-Man game, the PS1 Spider-Man game. Oh sweet, as a Monster Rock backup vocal effects. Oh cool. So uh, as I was saying. Uh, Santa escapes into a nearby shed and Trudy asks him if he's okay. Uh, He tells her about the new bad guys having turned up and begins to lose faith saying that he might not make it through this one. Trudy then tells Santa, listen, you've helped people, you make wishes come true all your life, make a wish for yourself for once. He wishes that he could see Mrs. Claus again. He then fumbles his wedding ring which rolls along the ground and he's chasing it thinking, oh fuck, oh shit, oh shit. And then it leads him directly to a sledgehammer. Oh, I wish I could see Mrs. Claus' red cheeks again. Fucking hell. Looks like Trudy's hey, pep hey, talk you don't worked. Know why, as, man. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Trudy's pep talk worked as Santa gets ready to kick ass with his new hammer. The extracting scene. I should note now that this in the following scene has absolutely no soundtrack to it. This scene is scored by the by the sound of sledgehammer impacting. Yeah, he turns into the various members of this extraction squad. He turns into a more violent version of like uh, Batman from Batman Arkham Asylum. Nah, man, this to me, this was a Punisher moment. I was thinking, this is the kind of shit that you would. This is the kind of shit you would see Bernthal do. See, I was thinking like when I was watching, I was like, "Oh shit, Santa's become the Predator." Then I thought that's a bit weird. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple of Santas that you could say that about. To be fair, <laughs> there is a there is a movie I've seen called Elves. It's a Christmas horror movie from the 80s, right? 
yeah. and uh, there's a there's a mall Santa that gets killed by Nazi elves. Don't question it. Just go with it. Okay. He gets killed by Nazi elves, and he's a bit of a pervert. There's this uh, there's this teenage girl sitting on his lap, and it's the most disgusting vocal I've ever heard in my life. Where he where he says it like this as well. Santa said oral. <laughs> <laughs> Santa became the predator that day. I did not need to hear that. Well, you did. And so will they. So your Christmas present to me this year has been sectarianism and mild psychological trauma. It's good Christmas. That's better than other Christmases I've had. I mean, true. Yeah, no, no mean, it's not the worst. I mean, well, 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 what have I had for Christmas before? <laughs> Fucking alcoholism and uh, a lot of two CB. So you know, yeah. <laughs> still better than the COVID Christmas. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, COVID Christmas was pretty good actually. I just got really fucked. So it's a good time. Uh, so did I. <laughs> COVID New Year's was amazing as well. It's where I thought. It's where I thought uh, bushes were people. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I won't elaborate on that one because that's no. very incriminating. <laughs> Just the fact that you've said it is incriminating is incriminating. No. <laughs> you fucked yourself over. Yeah, they don't know why I did. <laughs> and they never will. I mean, they don't... I mean, yeah, I suppose... No, no let's, let's move on. Uh, so the extraction team enter the shed and Santa takes them out one by one with his trusty, rusty sledgehammer. This scene is brutal. It is gory and it is just plain fucking good. Well, what's going oh to my win? God. What's going to win? Is top of the line military gear or a fire sledgehammer? What? <laughs> what's going to win? A crack squad of military... Oh, a crack squad of mercenaries armed to the teeth with the or, most up-to-date military gear or, one or a fat cut with a hammer. Or one sledgy boy. <laughs> Place your bets. Uh, mm. <laughs> to be fair, they do like they they shoot it in such a way that it's somewhat like they shoot makes it like sense. It, they shoot it with the, the guys watching like all the you know the the body cams and shit. They shoot it like that bit in Aliens. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> yeah, where they just see like all the different cameras going out one by one. Pull them out, Coral. <laughs> it is shot out. like a fucking horror movie. <laughs> And it's, I feel like that's the key to, like, good, quick, brutal action. Shoot it like it's a horror movie, but make your hero the the monster, basically. I do have to, I do have to question these soldiers. I feel like that works really well, because they, they've done it in this. They've done that in uh, Batman v Superman for, like, the kind of Arkham combat scene. Uh, they do it again in, you know, the Batman as well. Yeah. Like I do have to question these soldiers' intelligence, though, because, like... Uh, you know the building they're in isn't that big. Surely they could. Surely hear. they could see a big cunt in a or, red suit. Not even, not even see, just hear. You know, but instead they're all just being like, because the guys are screaming, you know, getting the shit kicked out of them. You know. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, it is a fucking great scene. Uh, back in the living room, Scrooge interrogates the family, asking where the hell the money is. Uh, the head of the extraction team, who we now find out is called Commander Thorpe, uh, reveals himself to Gertrude. Uh, then Scrooge gets pissed off and says, "You know what? I'm just going to start randomly shooting motherfuckers until one yeah, of you tells say, me." Yeah, Bert the then clocks gone? in. Hmm? Did we say the money was gone? Yes, we did. Yeah. All right, the money's gone. Bert then <laughs> chimes up and says, uh, "What if you randomly shoot the only one of us who knows where it is?" It's good to point. which Scrooge replies, "I fucking hate you people." <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. He's like, oh, "For fuck's sake!" 
Meanwhile, Santa continues to kick ass with a sledgehammer, a sharpened candy cane, I mean, well, and well, an ice skate. If Scrooge was if Scrooge was smart about this and he still wanted to prove a point, you could probably shoot the fucking seventeen year old kid. <laughs> like Probably. Like he's yeah. he's not gonna know. <laughs> he does come to that conclusion a little later on. <laughs> Uh, but there's a lot of leg stabbing in this movie. Mm. Like there's a lot of le- of stabbing specifically to like the to the like the thigh. Like a lot of severed femoral arteries uh, in this movie. I'm noticing where he's stabbing people with that candy cane that he's been sucking down. You know. Yeah, he, like sucks a candy cane until it's perfectly sharp. He gets one guy in the neck with it and then in the thigh a couple of times. It's not even in the neck. He gets him in the cheek. So oh yeah, he gets him in the cheeks. So it goes through the cheek and down through well, his let's like. Let's hope chin. Santa Claus brushes his teeth. But you know, I don't know. Oh yeah! After everything, after everything that Santa Claus went through that night, the thing that finally killed him was the silent menace of gingivitis. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, but long story short, this scene is fucking great. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's just a great, a great fight scene. Uh, we then go back to the living room where Jason admits to stealing the money in order to stop Scrooge from shooting Linda. Uh, after Scrooge surmises, like you know what. Gertrude wouldn't tell any in-laws about where the money is, so I could probably shoot this bitch and be fine. And he threatens Linda, which causes Jason to be like, no, I did it, it was me, I stole the money, uh, fuck that bitch, fuck this whole family, I was going to steal the money and run away. Uh, and leave you with a bottle of whiskey and a note telling you how much I fucking hated you. Yeah. Wait, was, this, uh, was that after Santa blew up a man with a grenade? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to note that. Yeah, so he gets into a hand-to-hand fight with one of the the mercenaries. It's not even outside. a hand-to-hand fight. He just fucking uh, chucks not, a hammer at him. He chucks a hammer at him and launches him. This guy pulls a grenade to try and take himself out and Santa. Santa takes the grenade out of his hand, shoves it down his trousers, and walks away. Right, eventually stopping and just goes, ah, "I've got to look." And then he turns around <laughs> to watch what happens, and then he walks away. Chuckling to himself with like a wee smile on his face. I don't know what the fuck kind of grenade that was? Like an incendiary. It was an incendiary like grenade, yes. <laughs> yeah, you fucking. Because he he gets burnt. <laughs> yeah. uh, we then see two of the rep, Evlers, uh, specifically Gingerbread and Candy Cane, find Trudy's hiding spot in the attic. Because she's a fucking idiot and puts no, the no. fucking Gingerbread. It notices one of her traps laid out blatantly in front of it in the form of a nail through one of the rungs of the ladder leading up to the... Even before that, it was like... In the form of a nail in one of the rungs of the ladder and a mat on the floor which has like a drill bit, a razor blade and just various different bladed and spiked objects on it. He then says, hey, the thing with the booby traps only work if you hide them and then makes his way up the... up the, the ladder failing to notice that one of the rungs has been cut. So that when he steps on it, the rung breaks and his he falls and the spike that was in the, the ladder earlier goes right through his chin and you can see it come up through the inside of his mouth. This is where the this is where the Home Alone section kicks in. And the fact that Trudy had been watching Home Alone up to now becomes an important plot point. Because pretty much all of these traps are in some way, shape and spot some way shape or form lifted from Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. They're just in this film, they just us basically show what those traps would actually do to a human body <laughs> and it makes it so brutal and so grim like so fucking gingerbread gets caught with a spike right candy cane steps over him to get up into the attic and sets off another trap the soundtrack here also starts to play pay homage to home alone 
as it kicks in that kind of similar sort of uh, sort of jovial Christmas vibe. And Kevin McAllister's uh, dad was probably an arms dealer too. Probably with that amount of money. <laughs> uh, gingerbread is completely taken out as a bowling ball launches in and drives Ives Ives uh, the drill bit that he's been oddly inspecting at this point like holding up to his eye to get a closer look like a yeah. fucking diddy and it only does that after he fucking gets his arse impaled in the fucking mat on, yeah which then drives it into his skull and then he dies <laughs> meanwhile uh, Candy Cane is up there she gets caught in like glue yeah, a glue trap. And a glue trap, and like falls backwards and has has to like rip herself out from the floor, and you see like a patch in the back of her skull where not only has the hair come out, she's basically been partially scalped, <laughs> and you can see like the bone of her skull underneath. It's fucked up. They then get a corner Trudy who basically has an elastic band and a bunch of balls, who's launching them. First a tennis ball, then a football, and then finally a set of free weights. That should have killed her. (laughs) Which hits her in the fucking head. Which, yeah, admittedly should have killed her. She kind of shakes that off. She shakes that off. Trudy is cornered by Candy Cane and walks Santa with a sledgehammer to save the day. Where the fuck did he come from? The shed. Yeah, but how did he... Chimney. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's no chimney in the attic. The chimney takes him to the roof. (sighs) From the roof, he could get down to the attic. Maybe. I don't fucking know. He just kind of appears in the corner. Christmas magic. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Right, let's move on. It's Christmas magic, Jacob. Put your head out your ass. Right, mm. so... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I like it in here. It's dark and warm. No, I want to know the logic behind this uh, Santa Claus action movie. Yeah. yeah. So, Santa then tells Trudy to turn around, close her eyes, put her finger on her ears, and sing jingle bells as loud as she can. Will I murder this person? While Santa then goes back and crushes Candy Cane's fucking skull with a sledgehammer. That's we don't a, see that happen. It happens off stage. Yeah, that's one thing that's... Off screen. Off stage. That, off, that's sorry. A, it happens off screen, but fuck me, the sound is enough. It is just that crunchy... That's one thing this movie's missing. We need a good head, like, crush. Head explosion or crush, mm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get it in the sequel. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jason leads Scrooge to the nativity scene where he had the cash. I didn't know Jason Voorhees was in this movie. Jason versus Santa. No, Jason is the name of the, I know. the husband. I know, it was just the way he said Jason. Uh, so, uh, Jason leads Scrooge to the nativity scene where he had the cash. Scrooge then gives the order to kill all the hostages. We then cut to the living room while Alva, Bert and Linda begin to Alva's, bicker. Alva's, Alva's a fucking mood right here, man. Oh yeah. She's fucking pouring a, an entire bottle of Ciroc into a wine glass. I've been there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Ciroc's pretty nice. Oh yeah, it's lovely. Uh, I don't even like vodka, but I like Ciroc. Mm. Ciroc's good. Uh, they then bicker over who Krampus should kill first. Uh, while this bickering has them, as Krampus distracted, they notice that he's standing directly in front of the fireplace. So Alva launches her... Her, uh, her vodka into the fire which creates a distraction the trio then proceed to beat the man to near death uh, with the various implements that they've got from beside the fireplace so like one of them has a poker one of them has like this weird like set of tongs kind yeah, of looking stuff like a sort of spade one of them has a spade yeah and they're just beating the fuck out of this guy <laughs> eventually they all wonder like hey is he dead and he does the class like <laughs> he sits up and then they stab him in the fucking throat <laughs> They then, Linda then says, it's nice to finally do something as a family. Murder. 
Yeah. <laughs> the family that now kills the, the family that kills together stays together. Yeah, see? Now we're all accountable. Uh, so <laughs> Santa then delivers Trudy directly to her mother and gives Linda a gun. They go outside where Linda opens fire on the remaining thieves while Santa gets in close with his hammer and takes them out. Unfortunately, Scrooge escapes with Gertrude in tow and Santa gives chase, leaving Jason and Linda behind to deal with the remaining thief. I wish Santa would give me a gun. Moving swiftly on. (laughs) We get an awesome snowmobile chase happening in unison with a fight scene between the last thief and Linda and Jason. Uh, Linda and Jason eventually manage to dispatch the foe after having attacked him with half of the fucking nativity, hey, including Linda, smacking him in the face with the baby Jesus. Linda also shot a guy in the balls and all you Yeah. <laughs> My balls! Yeah. Throughout most of the scene. <laughs> ah! And you continue to hear that until Santa finishes him off with a sledgehammer. Uh, eventually, Linda and Jason then share a kiss after dispatching their foe as Trudy looks on upon her family smiling. Yeah, because, you know, getting your family back by trauma bonding is going to help. Oh yeah, <laughs> this this whole family unit is completely dismantled within a year, <laughs> and they realise that like they were not good for each other to begin with. Yeah, and then she's just gonna grow up to hate. Although Santa to be Claus. fair, the only reason that they were apart was because he was constantly kissing up to his mother and all that, and basically like, you know, neglecting his family to do so. And he's no longer doing that because he's fucked off with all the money and he's basically told his mum oh, to go fuck herself. Oh, there was probably other things going on that we didn't hear about. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, but the trauma bonding certainly isn't going to help. She's going to grow up to hate Santa Claus once her, once her parents get divorced again. and then <laughs> She's going to get charged with assault when she beats the shit out of a mall Santa one day during a PTSD flashback. <laughs> Did you separate my parents? Did you separate my parents? Hey, hey, you jolly red fat fuck! Come here! <laughs> That's what the sequel's gonna be. It's gonna be Trudy, you know, turning to evil and uh, trying to hunt down Santa Claus. Like, I know where you live, bitch. Up in the North Pole and yeah, shooting motherfuckers. It's gonna be great. <laughs> You're joking, but I would watch that. <laughs> the end is just Santa Claus impaling Trudy on like a fucking reindeer. No, on a massive reindeer. candy cane. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Trudy. It's Gertrude. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Violent Night 2, <laughs> Divorce. <laughs> Violent Night 2, Child of Divorce. There we go. So, uh, back to the chase. Uh, Santa bails down on Scrooge, who is now waiting for him in front of a shot tree stump, which Santa crashes into and goes flying into the cabin behind him. Scrooge then finds well, the naughty list on the ground. Well, I want to know this. Go on. So, Santa Claus. Yes. He asks Trudy, when he gives her the gun. No, Trudy. Um, no, Linda. When he asks Linda when he gives her the gun... Do you know how to do this? She says she's been hunting with her father. Do you know how to use this gizmo? So Santa Claus, it's implied, doesn't know how to use a gun. Because he tries to use one earlier and he doesn't know about the fucking... Doesn't know that the safety's off, yeah. So he's been alive for thousands of years. Yes. He's probably lived through... He he, he lived through WW2. He also mentions that it's like a pre-war, that's a good year. Yeah, so he knows what WW2 is. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. He presumably knows what WW1 is. Here's the thing, though, right? Having watched movies with guns in them, right? I would not personally know how to operate a gun unless someone showed me. Yeah, but he's not watching movies with guns in them. He's living in a time period where everybody has guns and shooting each other. He's also and all he's doing is flying through the at Christmas time and delivering presents. And people are probably shooting him. So no, because he's got the magic that keeps him undetected. Obviously, doesn't fucking work because there's a woman right at the start of season flying. 
Yeah, because he's pissed off. He's pissed as a fart. Yeah, he's probably he's not paying the, attention to that shit. He's probably pissed the fuck up during WW2 as well. So he's Stop calling it WW2. I keep thinking it's fucking, you know, Worldwide Wrestling 2. Fucking <laughs> World McMahon. War 2. Vince McMahon causes World War World War 3. <laughs> oh, it's a very different type of Pearl Harbor, depending on which one you're talking about, right? <laughs> Yokozuna coming <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. He's dropped the atomic bomb. One, two, three. Oh, my God. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, here's the second bomb. <laughs> oh, it's all over. <laughs> it's all over. Oh, my God. But no, I mean... Like, it's God is my witness. Their economy is broken in half. It's God is my witness. Their cities are gone. <laughs> the radiation poisoning's gone and bad. It's God is my witness. There's going to be some kick-ass monster movies that come from this. <laughs> but uh, no, like... So and all seriousness, Claus- though, uh, watch Godzilla Minus One. That shit was awesome. So, uh, is there some sort of, like, weird little prequel movie where Santa Claus is, like, just flying over, like, prison camps and shit? And he's just like, well... I can't do shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Scrooge finds the naughty list on the ground and opens it to see his real name, uh, Jimmy Martinez... <laughs> along with the reasons that he's on the naughty list which include killed his best friend broke his mother's heart Aww. and of course hates Christmas <laughs> one of these things doesn't belong here <laughs> why the fuck <laughs> how much do you need to fucking hate Christmas to have it be on par with killing a cunt and making your mom cry well, why well, the fuck well, well hang on hang on two of these things don't belong there only one of them belongs there right if you break your mother's heart do you get put on the naughty list let's say if your mother's a raging homophobe and you come out oh yeah gay, good point and you come out as gay does that mean like you get put on the naughty list <laughs> What if, you're Ita- what if you're Italian and you just forgot to do a chore and then you're breaking your mother's heart and yeah. <laughs> should have stayed in the closet, Johnny. <laughs> you broke your mother's heart, now you're in the naughty list. <laughs> Good fucking point. Why is that? In the fucking- <laughs> should have stayed in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your mother. Bing bong. Bada bing, bada boom, boom, boom. So, anyway. Uh, he finds the naughty list along with all the reasons he was on it. This causes Scrooge to realise that he is dealing with the real Santa Claus and he has an epiphany. That's what I was trying to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> he says, no, because if I kill you, then I kill Christmas. And then with renewed vigour, we begin our final fight. Santa versus Scrooge. This fight is fucking gruesome. It starts off with the cabin getting blown the fuck up uh, when, the fuel, when the fuel line in one of the fucking snowmobiles busts and gets set alight. Mm. We then also get... It's such notable moments as Santa getting stabbed in the hand and pinned to a chimney with an... Uh, I think... I don't want to call it an ice pick. What are those things? It's like climbing know. equipment. Yeah, I don't know. That but you use for climbing. Santa is Jesus confirmed. <laughs> so he gets basically fucking, you know, stigmated uh, to the <laughs> fucking thing. He then rips his hand down, cutting it square open to stop him from fucking, like, stabbing him with something. The Wait fight is brought Santa to- does actually acknowledge Jesus in this movie. He though. does, yeah. He says, oh, so, Jesus, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, when he, when there's a bit of the nativity where they're, you know, fighting all the guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I think he kicks the baby Jesus out of the way. He's like, sorry. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> is this movie hinting that Jesus is real as well? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, his origins are as a Viking, so he is, like, he is post- uh, like sort of what's the like he has like modern era which is the most common way of basically saying like whatever the fuck AD was mm. but yeah 
Jesus anyway, is real sweet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the fight ends with the two of them grappling and Santa basically then touching his nose and launching them up a chimney while holding on to Scrooge, resulting in him effectively being crushed to death as all of his limbs and extremities, including his head, are basically ground off of him as his body is yanked through the chimney alongside Santa. Yeah, it's kind of like when somebody gets like sucked out into space through a tiny hole. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, very similar. He then holds on to the stump and throws it to the ground and begins <laughs> laughing. Then he gets five gut shots by a pistol by <laughs> Colonel Thorne. I thought that guy's like, he's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> Sorry, Commander Thorne, not Colonel. Thorpe, even. Eh, military man, who gives a fuck? Uh, Santa falls to the ground, it looks like it might be over, until Gertrude appears and shoots Thorpe in the fucking head, saving Santa. Well, for now. Jason, Linda and Trudy gather around Santa as he slowly succumbs to his wounds, saying, I felt, I feel cold. It's the first time I've felt cold in years. Oh, well. <laughs> Jason then immediately grabs one of the bags of money in an attempt to keep the fires going and keep Santa warm. All while Alva protests in the background saying, oh, he's dead anyway, don't burn the money. <laughs> he's kind of dead anyway. <laughs> Alva's a real piece of shit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately, it's too late as Santa dies in Trudy's arms. Uh, Trudy then, her parents and then start saying, was it Jason says, whoever he was, he was a very brave man. Trudy protests, no, he was Santa. He was real. I believe in him. Linda then says, you know what? Oh, if he was going to do that all for us. Yeah, I believe in him too. Who else would, would go so far to help us? It turns out belief is infectious as this then goes on to Jason and then on to Bert, and to Alva, and fight not into Gertrude, and then finally Alva. That's how COVID happened. What, belief? <laughs> I don't know. Infectious. Yeah. <laughs> and as all of them profess their newfound belief in Santa Claus, he wakes up from the dead. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> how can you do that noise without choking? I can never get it right. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, Jason goes full... Jason completely... Like, up until this point in the movie, right? Uh, Jason and his actor has a fairly neutral accent, right? Like, your kind of standard north, middle he, American accent. At northeast. this point, he goes full northeast. Yeah, I mean, he's from Connecticut, so, yeah. And he says, you were dead. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, he's from Connecticut, so... His actor isn't, though. Because no. this line th- made me think that his actor was from, like, New York or some shit, Right. It's from Turns Essex. Out, he's from fucking Essex. He's a wee Essex boy, so you know you probably talk. Can you do an Essex, an Essex accent? No, and I'm glad that I can't. <laughs> an Essex accent is kind of like a. It's kind of like a. Cockney I really accent, don't like it. Like it. No, kinda, nothing like it, mate. Isn't that? Nothing like it. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, uh, Santa simply says Christmas magic. I still don't really understand how it works. The reindeer then show up right at the end, and Santa begins to rage at them. Being like, where the... Basically, I won't... I can't say exactly what he says, but he basically goes, where the fuck were you then? Yeah, he drops a lot of slurs. No, he doesn't drop any slurs, you (laughs) asshole. It's because you said I can't really say... No, I can't remember exactly what he says. (laughs) Yeah, he drops a lot of slurs. But he's just like, where the fuck were you lot then, for fuck's sake? Blitzen, I knew it was you, you little cunt. You're getting it. (laughs) All of a sudden he gets really racist and homophobic and for some reason really misogynistic. We don't really know what the fuck Out of nowhere, yeah, we don't know where the fuck that came from. Yeah. But uh, he then... 
he then realises that they brought his spare sack and he's like, oh my god, you know what, I can't stay mad at you guys. He then sees a note from Mrs. Claus saying, thought you might need this, attached to Skull Crusher. <laughs> the girl's like, Skull Crusher! And I'm just sitting yeah, there. just like, oh my god, Skull Crusher! And he's holding there. the hammer, just like, oh fuck I'm yeah. Sitting there are the, adult, are, the, are the adults just sitting standing back and being like, Skull Crusher? What's what the what, fuck? What yeah. part of the Santa Claus lore have I missed? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> when did I, Santa Claus carry a massive warhammer? I need to watch that fucking, uh, fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special again. Like, what the fuck? You pick on Rudolph, you get your head smashed, motherfuckers. Uh, Santa says goodbye to Trudy and thanks her for reminding her that Christmas matters, saying, you gave me my ho-ho-ho back. Uh, you had a great alt on that line, Jacob. <laughs> did I? You did, yeah. You said, like, if I was writing this movie, it would have been, you fixed the ho-ho-ho in my heart. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, if I was writing a... Which was great. <laughs> if I was writing a cheesy movie... That would have been the line. Cheesy action movie. That would have been the line to use. And I have written a cheesy action movie. You have, which we will hopefully make at some point. Oh, I might just put the script on Discord. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> we, no, don't do that, because we might make that shit. Oh, ho, ho, in my heart. <laughs> hmm. uh, Santa takes off in the sleighs, the score swells, and the movie comes to an end. And credits roll to the sounds of Slade's Christmas classic, Merry Christmas, everybody. Fucking hate that It's song. Christmas! Fucking Slade, man. I, I don't like them. Song. Hate it. Fucking naughty holder. He looks like a cunt. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if he is a cunt. He just looks like Slade. a dickhead. It just looks like a dickhead. You know what I mean? I don't know shit about Slade. Uh, we then see a shot after credit scene showing Bert live streaming the, with the corpse of Commander Thorpe in the background, <laughs> telling his followers that Santa is real and to stay off the naughty list or you're gonna get got. <laughs> this guy, he's dead for real. <laughs> he's dead as fuck. This guy. Mm. And yeah, that was, I was, I was told, Violent Night. I was told by somebody that, you know, that they just pictured me doing that to somebody. I could see you doing that, though. <laughs> I like to think I wouldn't, but. I could you see know. you doing that. If you were in this situation where you'd found, like, a fucking dead body, it's like, see this guy? He's dead as fuck. Like, mm. I don't think you would go as far as to live stream or film it, but you would say that, like, if, if I was with you and you found a dead body, you'd be like, holy, he's dead as fuck, man. That's <laughs> good. Like, holy fuck. He's. <laughs> He's dead then. <laughs> Take selfies with it. Oh. <laughs> Look at go this full, guy. Go full Logan Paul, fucking film it and shit. But, uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's an old reference now. Yeah. That feels weird. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was 2022's Violent Night. Uh, a film that, quite frankly, I've kind of fallen in love with. Like, I really enjoy this as a fun alternate Christmas movie. Uh, it doesn't fall... One thing that a lot of these kind of alt Christmas movies kind of fall into the trap of is they end up like, not necessarily like being almost cruel with how they're poking fun at Christmas to an extent where it just feels not that great to watch. This still has that, this film is better because it has all that fucked up shit in it, but it still retains that kind of cheesy love for like the magic of Christmas and all that pish. And as a result of it, it comes across as a genuinely good Christmas movie. Like if I was a like if I was like a teenager in this film when this film came out, I would be all over this shit, man. Like this is amazing. This is going on. This is going in my rotation of Christmas movies that I will watch every year. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> I I I like the uh, the only Christmas movies I really watch are fucking Die Hard and Gremlins. Fuck off. Die Hard's Christmas. 
It's not though. It's Die Hard and Gremlins and like you know. Gremlins is a good one. You know, and they. I I tend to watch Elf. I I watch Elf. I'll watch I'm up at Christmas Carol. And now this, honestly, this is this is definitely going in the rotation. I mean, I liked it. It was just a bit. It was too long. It doesn't need to be two hours. It's... I would. I definitely agree with that statement. It is. There are plenty of moments where it could have been cut. We kind of we skimmed over quite a lot, and there are quite a few scenes where it is just going over shit that we've already been told. Yeah, some of the pacing's a bit off. And... Yeah, and there's like these lot. Like, don't get me wrong. In order for an action film to really pop you need those moments of downtime in order to make the action consequential. If it's just constant uh, constant mayhem, then eventually you just get numb to it and it's like, you know, whatever. The same thing kind of happened with the Saw franchise with their gore uh, is they just kind of went all out towards the end and it was well, like, yeah, just stopped being well, I engaging. Gonna, I was just going to say this movie could have actually helped by having a bit more gore, but that's just me. Uh, I personally would like I like the level of gore that's in it I think it's fine as it is but I would like for to maybe be that's a, a wrong maybe it's a wrong term I use um, maybe not more gore more practical gore than what we get oh yeah because the, uh, the digital effects that are used for the blood in this movie are fucking atrocious like I'll be honest right I'm somewhat biased right because as a flat rule I do not fucking like digital blood I think it looks terrible I have I have yet to see a single film in all my years of, of watching movies that does digital blood even remotely well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it always looks fake as fuck. And don't get me wrong, there's such a thing as bad practical fake blood, but at least it looks like like it's there. You know what I mean? It's tactile. You can you can feel it almost, even if it doesn't necessarily look like you know blood like, or it looks realistic. You can still tell. Like, even in like the likes of like the old Hammer movies, where it's like practically fucking Kool-Aid with the shade of red that it is. Yeah. It still looks better than this shit because it looks like it's there. It's actually in camera and you can see it and it's... ah. But Digital Blood just doesn't have that. So when it looks bad, not only is it bad, it doesn't look like... It doesn't have that tactile advantage to it. So it just looks fucking horrific. Yeah, same with... uh, I don't know for certain if they did this in this movie, but... um... It happens a lot as well when whenever people fire guns in some movies now, where it's like, uh, you know, instead of firing blanks, wherever they're firing like a, it's, it's they'll like fire a, like an airsoft pistol, like they'll fire like a blowback pistol, and then they'll a, use VFX yeah. to make it uh, to make the muzzle flare go. Yeah, I don't know if that. If the, I don't, I couldn't really tell if this movie did that, but it wouldn't surprise me if it did. <laughs> but, I know, uh, well, to be fair, right, that one I don't mind as much. Uh, especially with the the danger that is inherent with blanks, especially using them in close range fights, which a lot of the gunplay in this film is close range. So using blanks realistically is not safe. So I can, in those instances, 100% I'm fine with them using the VFX for it. Like, it's the reason why they didn't use blanks for a lot of the scenes in John Wick, is because, like, it's too close to the point of, even if you have something like a wee speck of dust in the barrel, that dust is getting launched at like 200 miles an hour towards your chest. That's still going to fuck you up. I don't give a fuck. I want my actors to fear for their lives. <laughs> but, but, you know. All right, Baldwin, calm down. <laughs> uh, but no, but no, th- this movie's fine. Would I watch it again? I mean, I f- not every Christmas. <laughs> but you I know. could see, again, I, I say every Christmas. It's a bit of an exaggeration, but I could definitely see myself watching it like every couple of years or so. Yeah. Like I said, putting it in the rotation for Christmas movies. Like I haven't watched Elf this year and I don't intend to. Uh, but like 
every now and then you'll stick on a you know a good Christmas movie. And yeah, this is definitely one of those. I would highly recommend this uh, to anyone listening if you like action movies. Movies, especially if you'd enjoyed uh, David Leitch's previous work with Nobody, John Wick, and the like, then this is right up that alley. You will 100% enjoy this. If you're a fan of David Harbour, uh, specific performances that come to mind that are likened to this are probably closest to he- probably Hellboy, uh, his performance in Black Widow, as well as the first season of Stranger Things when he shows up. It kind of lessens his grit as the seasons go on a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, he's really fucking good in this. I do not like that show. Uh. I know you don't. Mm. And your reasons are totally valid mm-hmm. for not liking that show. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm. yeah, so thank you very much everyone for listening to today's Christmas special. Uh, a very special thank you goes out to Jacob for my, quite frankly, fucking shocking gift uh, that you got me. I knew it was going to be something Celtic related, I just didn't know it would be that fancy. Uh... Or that uh, <laughs> fucking audacious. You, every time you, I just wanted you, you know, every time you have a drink, I just want you to remember that your team's slightly shitter than mine. You didn't even give a shit about football until like last year. I don't give a fuck. Point still stands. <laughs> fuck this, Munda Kelly. Uh, <laughs> uh, well. Fuck the both of them. I got the cool man that no, I'm kidding on. But uh, next <laughs> week, we're not done with our holiday special. We are not. No, next coming up next week on the first of January, we are going to be covering New Year's Evil from 1980. 1980, actually, I think it's just bought on. Yeah, yes. Which is a well, I can't actually comment on it because we haven't seen it yet. It's a canon movie. It's probably going to be shit. <laughs> is our, this is going to be our first ever full-blown canon movie. We came close with Captain America. Mm-hmm. As it does have, uh, it was was produced by people that were involved with canon. Has plenty of canon DNA in it. If you don't know what, but canon this is a first full blown canon movie. If you don't Jacob, know what canon is, watch um, Electric Boogaloo. It's a documentary about the the fucking studio. It's uh, it's pretty fun. It's a great documentary with a lot of really interesting uh, tidbits and stories about uh, canon studios. But yes. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Be sure to join us next week for New Year's what's Evil. Our, what's our gimmick for New Year's Evil? We gave gifts on Christmas. Are we just getting alcohol poisoning on New Year's Evil? Fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> what are we doing? We're getting fucking... You know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna use those Celtic glasses that you got, man. We're going to try some whiskey. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll go into it more in the New Year's episode episode but since that won't be released until the actual first of january i just want to say personally thank you so much for making this year such a good one uh, for myself and jacob the response to this show so far has been phenomenal uh, both from people that we've met in real life who have watched that and of course those of you who have got in touch with us through the discord and the instagram page uh, it really does mean a lot anytime you do get in contact to tell us about moments that you found funny or if you want to re- even recommending films for us to cover uh, it's been fucking great so thank you so much for making 2023 so special and yeah join us next time as we ring in the new year Here, sure. bring it on 2024 cheers cunts <laughs> thank you and goodbye Merry Christmas everyone <laughs>